This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little chicken fingers. It's me, Allison, before the show. Oh, wait. First of all, congratulations on finding and downloading part two of uh, Lake Bell episode. I make that sound as if it's hidden somewhere, as if it's some kind of Easter egg, when it's not. It's right there in plain sight, ready to be enjoyed and um, consumed by your ears and your mind. This is a weird intro. Anyway, before the show officially starts, we have time to uh, do an iTunes comment of the week, I believe. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right. Our iTunes comment of the week this week comes from Wendy Suvi. And I may be mispronouncing that, so I'm sorry if I am. And it's titled, That's Right. That's right. I think that's a bald Brian drop, right? That's right, that's right. But I don't know who says it. I don't even recognize that, so I don't know. Okay. This podcast is such a delight. Every time I download the most recent episode, I wonder what affectionate confectionery name will be used to address the audience. Barf Receptacles is still my personal favorite. Allison is so humorous, and her interviews with the guests are so authentic, she never hesitates to admit something embarrassing about herself, which cracks me up, and I'm like, that's so me. Thanks, Allison and Gary. Thank you, and I'm glad that you relate. Did I call someone a barf receptacle, or is she suggesting barf receptacle? She's she's implying that you've already done it. I don't... I wonder when I called people that. I can't... I wouldn't have opened it up with calling people barf receptacles. That's not my style. <laughs> But maybe I used it in some at some other time. It sounds familiar, but I don't. People I... enjoyed when I called someone a dildo with feet. <laughs> but I feel like barf. And except... why wouldn't they? Yeah, I know. It sounds like a wind-up toy, is what it sounds like. Um, but <laughs> and I think someone should make that barf receptacles. I don't know. You know what barf receptacles sounds like? It sounds like really bad beer goggles. Like, oh, man, I was so drunk. <laughs> the worst barf receptacles. Because it sounds like spectacles. Like someone was bes- bespectacled. He was barf receptacled. Anyway. I, I thought it sounded like you barfing on someone. Um, I did barf on myself in a cab once. Have I ever barfed on someone? Goodness, you'd think you would know this about yourself. I don't think so. I uh, mostly just barf in toilets and on my shoulder twice, both times in a moving vehicle. Anyway, uh, I think it's time for Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. Now, once again, I must say that normally this happens in the body of the show. I think it did happen in the body of this show. It did, I'm pretty sure. Uh, But occasionally I need to sandwich an episode with Hey, Go Fuck Yourselves. And this is one such one. Hey, hey. All right, this comment says, gave it a second shot by Griff178. And I know people are going to say to me that I should not pay attention. Well, not only should I not pay attention to the negative ones, but I shouldn't um, give any uh, glory or or this kind of focus or attention because it's just going to bring on an onslaught of negative comments. And now if that happens... um, I will uh, I'll, I'll adjust accordingly. But for now, 
You know how ever, and this is the kind of stupid voice I think he probably has, which is egg on my face because I'm just using my own voice, but you know how every time she tells a joke on the Adam Carolla show, there's that moment of silence and then everyone moves on? That's what this podcast is like. I tried listening to the Jim Jeffries episode and the intro stuff was incoherent and uninspired. I'd like to point out that was when I told the story of how my boyfriend proposed to me. The interview wasn't much better. No insightful questions or follow-ups. Griff 178, are you listening to the same show that I'm making? <laughs> I don't think so. Go fuck yourself. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Seriously, though, I know I'm biased, but I think the show is so much better than that comment would suggest. I think I'm inspired. I think I'm coherent. I think my follow-up questions are astute. And I think that I'm a gift to humanity. I'm scratching the back of my head right now because I have an itch and I'm wondering if the microphones are so good that they're picking that up. Is this coming through, you guys? Okay, I just scratched the microphone. That was probably annoying. Anyway, fan phone call time. All right, we are going to be calling Anna or Anne. We're not sure if it's Anne or Anna. Hopefully we'll find out. Hello? Hi, is this Anne or Anna? This is. Hi, this is Allison Rosen from Allison Rosen is your new best friend, and it's also Gary. Hi, you guys. Hi. So is it Anne or Anna? There's Anne and Anna. Yes, Anna. You go by Anna. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think you, we think you signed your email, Anne, hence we were very confused. Oh, my gosh. You guys called me a couple of weeks ago. Oh. And I missed the call, and I was destitute. Oh, well. So I don't know if I signed it, Anne. If I did, that was a mistake. My computer is very funny with my um, new keyboard. It's not working very well, and I leave off all sorts of digits. Well, that sounds like a poor keyboard. I know. Got to go to Staples. I know. Well, how th- this must so- be exciting for you. And it's exciting for us, but I mean, for you, because I bet you were like, oh, I can't believe I missed their call. And now, look, life does give you a second chance. Every once in a while. Yeah. Pretty great. Thanks to you guys. And I am a huge fan. Oh, thank you. Really fun. Thank you. So where, where are you? Where are we calling you? I'm in Westchester County, just north of New York City. Oh, so it's kind of late where you are. It is. It, it is. But it it's feels not that bad. But it feels like an hour earlier because of the stupid daylight savings. I woke up so late this morning and freaked out wondering how in the world I'd managed to oversleep. Every year I've done that for Yes. You know, I did that years. too. I thought how is it happening that before we went to bed I said to my boyfriend Remember, we have to set the clocks ahead. We're going to, or we actually don't, you don't really have to set them usually because usually they just go ahead themselves now with technology and whatnot. But I was so aware of it last night and then I woke up and I was like, oh my God, how is it already nine? I know. I said, how is it already 1030? Which I haven't slept till 1030 since I was in college, I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's really only sleeping till 930. But yes, it, it gets you every year. I hate it. I'm not a fan. So what do you do in Westchester, one hour north of New York? I um, am just uh, leaving my job as a director of a, a historic house museum and moving to Connecticut. So basically what I do right now is pack <laughs> and purge and, um, and, and pack and purge. That's about it. Well, congratulations. This sounds like uh, 
It sounds like a very cute. Do you have a very cute, quaint life? Because this historical thing and then Connecticut, all of it's pretty cute. <laughs> well, you know, New England is pretty cute. Right. I'm on the, the border of New England. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm actually moving to a, a little beach cottage, which is right on the beach. So, yeah, it's going to be very cute. It's very Mystic Pizza. I'm going to be right next to Mystic Pizza, the next town over. Where are you going to be? In a little town called Niantic. Oh, yes, I've heard of it. Well, that's neat. But what I always you... think of... Go ahead. Go ahead. I always think of you because when you... I've lived in Westchester County for eight years. I lived in New York City for 15 years. And still, eight years later, I still tell people, I just moved from New York. Yes. Like, there's something about the identity of being a New Yorker. It's so hard to give up. Yes. What is that? And, and I get shit from people uh, for talking about it too much. But I think... It really like if you if you live it becomes part of you because it is hard to survive there and if you've survived there it's like having fought a war you have to drop it into conversation. I think that's exactly it. So whenever people it doesn't matter seven years after I moved out people will say where do you live and I'll say I just moved from New York City. Yeah, do you miss it? <laughs> I do miss it. I miss it a lot, but I um I also can get back there in a quick drive as quickly as I want. But right. I did not want to give up my my footing there like I miss um having a place to go to the bathroom whenever I want (laughs) like now I'm a real tourist and finding the cheap the cheap things to do instead of whenever when I do go in I'm I'm like a tourist yeah um and yet there's something about the identity that that now I'm gonna have to really give up I'm two moves away from New York there's no way I can say I'm a New Yorker anymore I know I know I uh, I remember when I started losing a sense of which neighborhoods are where which really, I, I that should be second nature, but now I just forget. So what are you going to be doing in um, in this sleepy beach town? I'm going to be unemployed for a while and um, working part-time and trying to do some consulting. But um, mostly I'm just going to be taking care of my dogs and uh, and decorating a beach house and, and um, trying to figure out how to make the next move. This feels like the beginning of a rom-com. Is there a spot for a rom-com uh, in your life? It would be great. That would be great. Must love dogs, too. Yes. Who would be the guy? I'm seeing, like, Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman. Hmm. Are either of those your type? Sure. Listen, I'm 41. They're all my type. <laughs> oh, girlfriend. But, you, you know, I'm so proud. And congratulations on getting uh, engaged, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I've so listened to the whole progression. Oh, Thanks. Yeah, well, what I what I thought when you mentioned this historical house is, oh, that sounds like a wedding location. Yeah, it's not really. It's um, it's it's not really that. It's a it's just a historic home of two um, sort of semi-famous dead people, um, who are pretty cool. But um, now there's nothing good. There's nothing good there. What I have heard of what I've heard of these. You would have. Who are they? Were they? Are they? Were they? I don't know which tends to go with. I don't know if I should say it. Yeah, it's um, Bill Wilson, the co-founder of AA. Oh, that's cool. So Isn't that amazing. Yeah. So people would. Well, who comes to this house? Mostly AA members and Al-Anon members, because Lois, his wife, was the co-founder of Al-Anon. Um, so you know, it's not the heavily visited. It's twenty-five hundred visitors a year or so, um, but it's a lot of. Um, People who, you know, whose lives got better through AA and they kind of want to pay. It's like, I always say, it's like if you love rock and roll music, it's like going to Graceland. Mm -hmm. So wait, you don't think this would be a great location for a wedding? Yeah. 
you know, it's kind of, <laughs> you have to look at it online or something, but no, it's not really a wedding, wedding kind of spot. Although people have gotten engaged here plenty of times. Yeah. Is it open so, to the public? Yeah, it is. It just became a National Historic Landmark. That's really neat. Well, that's yeah, cool. it's been pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. A lot of hard work and interesting stuff, and I just decided to step down and um, let a new somebody with new energy take it over. Um, so I think I'm going to start a podcast or something. Oh, you should. No. <laughs> I have no idea how you guys do it, but I'm the hugest podcast listener, all while I'm walking my dogs several times a day. Well, thank you. So, I have thank right, you guys. one awesome. more question. You said that you're packing and purging. Are you good with the purging? Because I always get to the point when I'm moving where I just throw I, – I get so tired of going through and throwing stuff out and being organized that I'm just like, fuck it. And I just start dumping drawers into boxes, and now I have boxes full of trash. I heard you talking the other day on your podcast about getting rid of greeting cards. Yes. And I look through the ones that, you know, that say something really meaningful, and then I get rid of all the rest of them. And then I have a hard time getting rid of things from my nieces, um, anything cute that they ever sent me. But everything else, no. I, 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 it must be from living in a 350-square-foot apartment in New York City for so long. But I, if I have enough time to really purge, I will, I will purge. I just did it just now. Got rid of a whole other bag of clothes. Good for so, you. Yeah, I'm really bad yeah. at that. I'm kind of like a proto-hoarder. My mom actually was – now every time I visit her, she tries to give me stuff that actually belongs to me sort of, but I don't want it. She tries to – she's trying to clear stuff yeah. out. And she had all these placemats from when I was a kid. And yeah. one of them I, – I hadn't thought of it for so long, but I used to use it when I was like three, four, five – and it has this little um, hula dancer, and it says Ali Kona, which is Allison in Hawaiian. And my dad used to call me Ali Kona when I was a kid, just like as a nickname. He he didn't call me that instead of my name. But I couldn't believe she didn't want. She's like she didn't want it, and she wanted to know if I wanted it. And I guilted her into keeping it, although I'm afraid she's gonna that bitch is gonna toss it. But I just I was like, how? I said I can't. I said I can't believe you don't want this. And she's like, I have tons of stuff from when you were a kid. She just better be telling me the truth. My mom gave me all that stuff, and I have to actually now give it back to her because I'm not going to have room for it in my new place. So, uh, But don't let her get rid of it. I would keep that. That's a keeper. If for no if other reason it. than she, someone could sell it on eBay one day. <gasps> I'm true. just kidding. I know. No. I mean, I really feel like people should have a library to catalog the junk from their children's youth. Well, it's funny because where I work, we, we catalog all of these people's possessions and stuff, and I, I'd like to fantasize that someday I'll be important enough that people will actually want to have a catalog of my belongings, but I don't ex- really think that that's going to happen. So I feel like I'm, I'm in the same boat after the discussion with my mother. That <laughs> You're not important enough. Yeah, not, not to her. Oh, thank you. Not to her. You are. <laughs> By the way, my niece's name is spelled the same way as yours. Oh, Neat. Not as uncommon as we, as we, as you, I think the people who have that name think it is, because I know a, a couple. Yes, I know a few too. And then I run into people who tell me I spell it the wrong way, and I say, uh, well, I didn't choose the spelling, and my parents claim that it was the more common way when they named me this, although I don't think that's true. But you're right, all of us 1Ls should band together. Yeah, because you don't have any products with your name on it. I know. Yeah, I know. Do you know how hard it is to get one of those miniature license plates with that's personalized, it's difficult. No. It's very hard. To order it. I know. Well, very listen, tough. Anna, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us when you're in the midst of packing. 
and for being Thank such a you. delightful fan. Phone call. You're the best. And uh, Gary, you're the best, too. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. Thank you. Oh, it's great to hear from you. Thanks so much for calling. Oh, sure. Best of luck to you. Thanks. Have a great show. Okay. Bye. She was fun. She was nice. She had a good voice. Yeah. She did. Um. All right. Where was I? I've decided where was I is going to be the new thing I say when I have no idea where I was. So it's very on the nose. And yet I feel like it really covers the fact that I forget what I'm saying. Is there anything I need? Oh, I want to remind you guys, we are giving away a free iPad from our good friends over at GoToMeeting by Citrix. Uh, If you would like to win this iPad, tweet us with the answer to the question, if you could host a GoToMeeting from anywhere and why, where would it be and why? And use the hashtag AllisonFreeiPad. And uh, tweet that to at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Also, bonus episode of, um, of this here show that we did at the L.A. Podfest with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. It's, it's a ton of fun. And uh, I got really loud when I said that because that's how much I feel that that is the case. It's $1.99 and it's available in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. And um, Gary, am I leaving anything out? I don't think so. Why do I feel like I am? It's like I left my heart somewhere. I left my heart with Anna. You're still upset over the placemat ordeal of 012. It was it was 013. Oh really? Yeah, it was 2013. Wow. I couldn't believe it. That woman. Where is her sense of sentimentality? I mean, I took there were a fair amount of placements I took off her hands, like the ones that had a bunch of rubber stamps from my brief rubber stamping phase that somehow got laminated and it had some stars on it. That one I took. I took one of a girl riding a horse that said Allison. She was blonde. I had a lot of stuff that said Allison on it with blonde people. It's a blonde name, I guess. But the fact that she tried to get rid of the Ali Kona one, I mean, that is like... It doesn't sound like news mom to me. What's gotten into her lately? You should have Dr. Drew call her. There may be something going on that I don't know about. <laughs> Speaking of Dr. Drew, which will my Dr. Drew episode have had have aired by the time this comes out? It will have, right? It's been out for a day, right? No, it comes out uh, on Monday. Oh. All right. Get ready to listen to the episode of of me on Dr. Drew's show. It was really fun. But that man, that man just burrows into your brain and gets right in there and then just like starts calling the shots and uh it's yeah yeah. i mean you only had to deal with the one episode this guy working for him is interesting (laughs) yeah what i was gonna say is it's it's not it's not a it doesn't feel good and yet i feel like it's helpful but it's weirdly uh it's weirdly like sort of like you want to shake the water out of your ear afterwards. Like get out of there with your judgments and probably your totally accurate assessments of what's going on. But geez, yeah, that's the problem is that I just for so long respected him to such a right, like, the, yeah, evangelistic degree that it's like now he'll tell me some shit and it's like, well, I don't think, but oh shit, but you don't know, yeah, yeah. But then thirty seconds later, it's like, well, but you're right about every other person on yeah. love line so why am i special i know Fuck. it's so weird gary the way he's right about everyone in the universe but wrong about you and me i know what it's that? uncanny it's, you know what? it's strange it's this show that's what we have in common that he can't penetrate that's right the quality of your podcast that's right there's a dr drew rebuffing force field surrounding this don't even try to get in here dr drew well 
try a little bit. All right. Here is part two of my uh, Lake Bell episode. Please love it. I love you. Talk to you later. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. It'll be special because it's what we decided to do. And it's not just going to be like what, whatever we're imagining that makes us go, uh, that's a, uh. No, it's, 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 it's so personal. It's just going to be what it is. And even if it's on a Wednesday, you know, or, you know, it'll make Wednesdays more interesting for you for the rest of your life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because poor Wednesdays, they don't got a lot going on. They don't, no. You know, so maybe it's a Wednesday thing, you know. But it might be, you know – very simple. There was my one friend, he had had this whole rigmarole p- planned and he had this ring, he was carrying the ring around the whole time and he had this whole thing and then they were just like in traffic one day, you know, and he just couldn't handle it anymore and he just proposed to her in traffic, you know, and the idea was, it was great because it made traffic great, you know, <laughs> which is impossible to do. So yeah. it's like you just don't know what's going to happen and it's whatever it is, it's just, it's special for you and you guys will always remember it. So. Right. So to to go back now, I'm making a big jump back to okay. um, your career. Yes, uh, you went to conservatory or you had dramatic acting training, dramatic mm-hmm. training in London. Um, what made you want to go into comedy? Um, you know, I I just because it's fun, <laughs> and and it just happened kind of organically. Um, I did go to conservatory in London, but I I. You know, we we studied all kinds of things from comedy to Elizabethan drama to you know, Chekhovian, you know, all kinds of stuff. But at the point that you went, what what was the dream for you? What did you think you wanted? to the do? The dream was like, you know, I wanted to make movies and be in plays and you know, become a very successful actor, kind of thing. Um, I remember, and especially in England, it's like not the fame is not uh, supported in the same way in America. So it was actually nice because you're surrounded by people who don't, quote, want to become famous. They just want to work. So my ethic 100 percent comes from that place of, you know, it's like I I could have been on a, you know, a TV show like tomorrow, you know, tomorrow and be in billboards. and stuff. But it never appealed to me. The idea Mm -hmm. of, you know, working appeals to me and doing things that I really love because at the end of the day, it really you know, in the th- little moments when I've done stuff that I'm not that into, eh, it's really painful because you're putting a lot of energy into it and it's um, it's it's it hurts. Mm-hmm. So if you can just – if you have the luxury of kind of choosing your own path, then choose it. And I think that most people do have that. If you can – you will it, it will come, you know, and um, I definitely am a creator of my own – Material and stuff did like you that, go so. see that? That's that's so interesting and such good uh, good advice. Did you go through a phase though where you felt like you kind of needed to say yes to everything? I always felt like I was. I had great luck in the things that ended up coming onto my plate were good moves for me because I never felt like I. I only have like a couple of things maybe and all the things I've ever done that I'm like, eh, that neither here nor there, you know? Mm-hmm. But 
they all kind of serve a purpose. So, um, you know, I've lost jobs. I've lost so many like incredible jobs where I was like, oh my God, I almost was the girl in dun da da da, you know, whatever it is. And I've lost so many of those and been so heartbroken, you know, because you you go down your path of, of of screen testing and everyone thinking you're great and getting all jazzed up and oh my god I can't even tell my mom because I I just I got to make sure it's for sure for, you know before I tell them and then and then just out of nowhere they just offer it to someone else who's like fame more famous more pretty more whatever you know and you're just like oh that hurts so much you know and then you kind of bounce back and you realize ah that was a shit movie. <laughs> you know, and and it's it's it it happens all the time. You know, yeah. and it, you know, if anything, the worst case, the worst thing that happens is you're like, oh, I just don't want to see that movie now because it kind of bums me out. But uh, but yeah, that happens all the time, and um, I think that all the things I've been very lucky in the things that I haven't gotten, <laughs> and the things that um I have. So you know. I, you know, I, I work my ass off. I mean, I dedicated my whole life to this. And, um, you know, I always, I was always writing, always, always. And uh, I just never showed it to anyone until I was ready. Because, again, it's the preparing thing. It's like I would never want to do things prematurely. Mm -hmm. And I never wanted to be, I always say this, but I, I never wanted to be the actress who was like writing a screenplay, you know, until I really had a screenplay. And then I just was like, I, then I was the actress having a screenplay, but at least I had it. <laughs> Would you show it to friends or you know loved ones before it was ready, though? Or? Well, I had gone down the path of how I learned to write to story structure and the mm -hmm. whole jazz was I was always great at like dialogue and excited and inspired to write you know uh, plot and dialogue and fun stuff you know. But story structure, I was like, what? I don't know, <laughs> you know. So I was like, well, I don't, you know, I was always all over the place with that. So. I had a writing partner um, who was a writer on a show that I did and she was like, are you like a closet writer? You keep coming in here and pitching me goddamn you know, <laughs> storylines. I mean like what's your problem? You know. And then I would talk to her about my childhood and all this stuff and she's like, do you want to like write a screenplay together? And then we said yes and then years passed and we had a, a screenplay together. It was awesome. It was like a four-year door-to-door situation. So I had a college-level course in story structure because she was like a Nazi when it <laughs> came to that. You know, And that, she's – that's that was her forte. And um, and we had a great sense of humor together. Anyway, so we had this whole thing and uh, the movie was being produced and everything. We were going down the path and then it all derailed. So Why? great but long story. But the good news about it – and it was very sad to see it go because it was very personal, like all my growing up childhood and stuff. But, uh, but it was great because I got that opportunity, which was priceless, to really learn how to – Right structure, and that was what I needed. That made gave me more confidence, mm -hmm. um, and the success of that movie too. Just getting as far as it did, you know. Um, after it fell apart, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to write for a while, and um, and then eventually, I just like sat down by myself and and started in a world, and uh, and was so tickled to have all that information that I had learned and be like, ooh, ooh, this is gonna work, you know. Mm -hmm. And then after. 20 drafts of that later, you know, year and a half, two years later, then it finally, you know, we made it. And Do you write, um, is the process, is it linear or like do you kind of do an outline and then? It's, it's not linear. I mean, you know, I often write uh, when I'm working on another project as an actor. So um, I like to be immersed in the machine 
of of production, but I don't want to be, you know, it's obviously I can't write while I'm directing something. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, if you're on set, you're in the system, you're re- you're reminded of production and, and capabilities and character and characterizations and, you know, you're around creative people, you know, that's always the best time for me to be writing. And I like to do little increments, you know, I run in and, I da, 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 and then they have to pull me away, you know, and then come back and... Um, I always found that really inspiring. Um, and as I start my next project, um, you know, it's it's really fun. I find it really therapeutic big time. What is your next project? It's about marriage and it's called What's the Point? <laughs> <laughs> and is it uh, a feature? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yes. All right. I think it might be time to do some Just Me or Everyone. Okay. There's a song. Sometimes I ponder on something. All right. Jamie Albatron says, I get irrational anxiety right before walking through revolving doors. Um, I, I don't get... I don't get the same kind of anxiety that I get, and I've discussed on this show, with escalators. Oh, yeah. I can't just get on. I have to oh, let really? a few go think by. About it. Yeah. Yes, I overthink it. But then are you, do you do a lot of false starts between – because I understand – I actually have more anxiety about uh, revolving, revolving doors. doors. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because there, there's this sense of like we're going. Yeah. Okay, kid. So get on or you know, shit or get off the right. pot here. Yeah, the door is admonishing you yeah. as it's whizzing by. Oh, yeah. You know, what it, you know what it is when I think about it? I'm imagining those big automatic revolving ones like at the airport that oh. really give you a lot of time. But if we're talking about the just the, the straight just the ahead revolve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that like does an give old me bank. a little anxiety too because it's that I, I'm, I'm the person who will accidentally get in – with another person, another person. <laughs> <laughs> and then have to shuffle. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then if you miss your moment, like I've been, you know, like Scott and I have tried to go through revolving doors, and he's like, "Come on, babe," you know. And then I'm like, "Oh, it's, sorry, it's, I missed it." And then yeah. you know, and then you get in with someone else. Or, it's not worth it. Really. No, it's not. And it's if other people are in it is what it where it really gets. Scary. Yeah, yeah. Because they're on their own fucking pace. Right. Everyone should <laughs> should be given a lesson in revolving door etiquette. But you know when a revolving door really becomes treacherous, especially if there's another person in there, is if someone has luggage on wheels. Oh, um, come on. Because that's like another person. Listen. It's like three people in the little bit. <laughs> you got to be some now. sort of asshole to yeah. bring, uh, you know, a, right. rolly, a roller board in there. Yeah. Ugh, what so a, bad that I ever did it. jerk. All right. Allie Thomas won. When I get new deodorant, I constantly look around to find out who smells. It's like having a powder-scented stalker for a day. Um, wait, wait. I, what is meaning, she saying? When she, when she smells different to herself, okay. she thinks that there's someone around her. She forgets it's her and she keeps looking around. She needs to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> they all do. Yeah, they no, all no. do. That's well, kind of I mean, thing, all of us, yeah. actually, everybody seriously I should go to therapy. I am totally on board with that. I, I feel like I, there's like, – No one I, should be dating anyone who's not on therapy. When I meet someone who's really well-adjusted and then I find out they've never been to therapy, I think, how does that happen? Well, I tell you what. they need, Even those people even more need to go to therapy. They're Probably. hiding something. I don't trust those people. <laughs> yeah. Now, how long have you been going? I've been, I've been going for like I'd say four years. Mate? No, four years. Mm-hmm. I would not be able to be – have found my match if it wasn't right. for that. 
What was there a precipitating thing that made you no? Feel like I'm you just need to go? it just it's just it, you know I was the person who would go into therapy the first day. I'm like I just want to you know I'm not crazy or anything, and I don't really need to be here. But I'm just yeah. honest. I'm honestly fine, you know. And she would literally just be like, "What? You're clearly not fine because you're you're here, so it's yeah. okay. You don't have to like judge yourself." So um, I think it's. I, I say to all my friends, I, I, I tote the therapy thing so much. I'm just like, I changed my life. And I am not like a lunatic, but I am I am definitely someone who – I mean if you're going to invest in anything in your life, why not be yourself? I totally agree. I, I totally agree with it's you. It's cool. You get to talk about things. Nobody's there. They're not judging mm-hmm. you. Like think about it. Do it. If yeah. you're thinking about it. And it just makes you feel better. I find. It honestly, in does. that way, it's like massage therapy or something. You but know, it's people like, say it's it's a too much money. Yeah, that's what all the friends and the family members that I want to go to. The, it's just they're like, eh, it's not on my insurance, right? And it's two hundred dollars or whatever I it think is. They're d- afraid to be open in that way and face whatever it is. Most likely, I think so. And they also think it's expensive. I'm yeah. like, but going out to a fancy dinner is a hundred bucks sometimes. Like, right. And you get fatter. So why not do something that helps your brain get fatter <laughs> with mm-hmm. life? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Agreed. Charlie Culp, after putting gas in my car before driving away, I have to check the mirror to make sure the nozzle isn't still connected. Um, yes, I do that as well. Yeah, it's not a massive anxiety. I mean, uh, good for you, Charlie. Right. <laughs> Boinkity boink. I have a recurring dream where I die violently, but the process of dying feels wonderful. Um, I'm n- I don't Back think therapy. I've ever had that. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I've uh, never had a violent death in my dream that felt wonderful. I think you know, how, but but see, I've heard um, people say that oh no, you can't die in your dream because that means you actually died. But I have I've had dreams where I died. You have di- died or almost died. I think I I remember having a dream where I had died. Really? Yeah, but it was like while I was. Um, <laughs> you, oh. I feel like you're calling my bluff. I know, because I'm serious, because I'm interested in that. When I, I, I remember when my grandfather died, um, and I was in Florida for the funeral. Where in Florida? Boca. Okay. Or Del. Vero. I mean, I was in Vero. Yeah. It was very close. Is that close? I, I don't, I don't, I. I well, Del Rey, where you say Del Rey? Yeah. I mean, that's not close, close, but it, I know Right, it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know Florida that well. I just back, know a few, to, a few places. To, right. So, um, in there for the funeral... And I had a dream that I uh, knew I was going to die soon. And around that time, for a while after that, I couldn't sleep on my back because I just kept flashing to images of him in the casket because it, right. it was the first um, that, first open casket I'd ever, I'd ever, ever seen. seen. But I'm pretty sure around the deaths of some other people, I did have a dream where I was like walking through a field and wearing white and there were a lot of people around – um, but I, I'm pretty sure in that dream I had died. What, what's your take on this? My take is that you're in purgatory and you have died. Ooh, how do I know? Welcome. How do I find Don't out? Don't you hear this omniscient voice? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. Maybe that's why I can't send any email. That's partially what there's, it is. Yeah, we don't have no the email here. Signal. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fuck, I should have, should have checked ahead. Um, SoCalMal88. Take slash steal extra tea packets from the little tea packet caddy when you order tea at a restaurant. I've been so tempted. I never have because I feel like 
you're not allowed. But that's not a source of anxiety, really. That's no, just, it's, that's an admittance. She's getting something off her chest here. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's this is the segment is not just oh. things that make us anxious. Oh, although okay. that's a good segment. <laughs> that's what this show is. <laughs> this know, is more just oh. it, it's J O M O E, meaning just me or everyone. Like oh, does just everyone? Me or every- do, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Oh, so, okay. do you um, take extra tea? Um, I'm more of like a water hoarder. Like if they're like, hey, do you want an extra water? I'm oh, like, I always say yes. I have so many half empty water bottles in my – By your bed? Yeah. Well, but, not just – there's some me. in my car, in my bag. and They're all over. Um, and then I should just toss them. But I think, no, I might want to refill that with I don't know what, yeah. crystal light. Like I'm not well, going to. Well, is that just me or everyone? But I'm assuming here, – here I'd like to put one into the fold, which is Please. most people have – I mean, I think by their bed, just a just a collection of water bottles that are like for me, I have like four different water bottles that are all in different uh, levels of being mm-hmm. drunk. Yeah. Can. I think they probably let's Gary. Well, you just moved. But be, what's your general water bottle collection situation? It builds up more in the car. Oh, it's more of a car thing for him. Did you I, just come down with with some kind of cold from the last time we spoke? I don't think so. Oh, there it's back up again. Yeah. His voice is is he's well because I think he was he was chilling over there and that yeah. was the chill voice and now he's perked up. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah, good chill I'm glad voice. Clear that up. <laughs> um, I actually have a just me or everyone, which is oh. I that my new thing is, and I feel like I read about this on some kind of productivity blog because I'm a robot who doesn't know how to live myself. Um, right, of course. But I read that like if there's something that you use a lot. Buy multiples of them. So I'm like, I'm always – or no, 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 no. It's if there's something you're always searching for. Okay. So I'm like, yes, I'm always looking for the nail file. Oh, my God. I was so about I'm to just say the gonna, nail file. Yeah. I'm just going to have a bunch a of nail of files and just kind of stash them around. Or like my – I'm always putting on lotion because my hands are dry. Me too. Yes. Plastic, hand, hand lotion, that and nail That kind file. of stuff. So I'm like, I'm just going to spread it around. However, what ends up happening is – in one bag or in my car, there's like four of the thing mm-hmm. and I can't find them anywhere. And then you can't find it at like your desk. Right. Yeah. So I all the, the multiples collect. But then today I was like, aha, you know what I need to do? I need to just – on the nail file it would be hard. But on the little lotion bottles, mm-hmm. I should just write – Desk? Yes. <laughs> but or that's really kind – of, I know. That's, that's taking it too far. You know what you should have? Yeah, is, tell me. And this is what I've been trying to do because I have the same exact problem is on my desk I have a little like – little container like a little glass thing and Uh it's got because i don't like to have like personally kind of stuff on the desk work area so i just have like the chapstick the no bite because i struggle with biting my nails um a file and some things in that little quarantined designated area Mm -hmm. and so when i you know if i'm sitting there and i'm typing or something and i'm like oh shit you know what i need to nail file i go into that little basket thing i get it and then i put replace it and then i'm back so it, and then you have little like you know if you have a little bag like a little zippy bag in your car that's like the car zippy bag and it's got those main that's items smart yeah so they're there the survival and then kit. one by your bed you can have a little basket by your bed with those basic things you know what I'm saying just it's, they just need a house yeah no problem you're right you're right they're nomadic it's a housing issue um, I live with a nail biter oh yeah what, what is this no bite stuff no bite stuff it's like you put it on there it tastes like shit. But then you get used to it and then you're like, uh, I'll, I'll work through this this torment right. of, of biting crappy stuff. But for me, I mean the truth. Is it the nail or the cuticle for you that you bite? Nail. But sometimes cuticle is collateral. It's just collateral damage. Are yeah. you even aware that you do it or is it kind of – I'm aware. OK. Because I've been trying to quit. 
So I have moments where I quit and I think I'm like big and fancy, like I'm a real woman. I look down at my nails and I'm like, oh, look. And then other moments where it's no does it? I, I'm interested in this no bite stuff because I have a problem with biting my nails. Yeah, I didn't. Uh-huh. Does, it, does it fuck with like if you put it on and then like – Finger a woman, what happens? No, I was going to say question. like eat some, like go to eat something. Like Yeah. If you put it – you just put it on the top of the nail bed so you don't have to put it on the bottom. So yeah, oh, okay. you're okay. All right. But here's the problem. If you're somebody who like eats chips and then you put your whole oh. – you take your both fingers and put it in your mouth, you know, because you like really – because say they're like sour cream and onion or something and you really want to get all the taste off your, your – I'm with you. Yeah. You know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So anyway, then you might taste it. What What so is I, it? What is the flavor? Shit. Really? I mean is it like a, a fecal kind of situation? Um, it's not more – Or is it peppery? It, you know what it is? Hmm. It's like chemical. It tastes wrong. It tastes like you might die. Wow. So and you've worked through that. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I worked through that. I mean, look, because see, I'm I get trying because I got this beautiful ring that this right. incredible person has given me, and like, look, I look down there and I see these nails, and they look like a fucking twelve year old. Your nails? Let me see. They're not good, dude. Yeah. Well, you're covering them, but oh, they're not that bad. They're but bad. yeah, I guess I can't. I guess you they're short. They're bad. Um. Did were you in? Did he just completely surprise you with that ring, or did he know what your taste was, ring wise? Uh, no, no, yeah, no. Again, surprise because I didn't like. I don't have. I didn't have any taste. Yeah. Wise. Um, he just wanted it to look like whatever in a cartoon. If they, if if like a, a cartoon bunny, a ring. <laughs> like proposed to another cartoon bunny, like whatever, boing, 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 you know, they uh-huh. would bring out. Like he wanted it to look like that, and ostensibly, you know, it looks like your classic. Yeah. Uh, engagement ring, and except it's rose gold, and it's very beautiful. Mm, so very pretty. Yeah. See, with Daniel, he, I get the sense that he, it's sort of like a mindless chewing of the nails when he's stressed. I'm not sure though. Maybe he is conscious it is, of it. It is str- like sometimes I'm doing it, and I'm like gently aware of it, um, but I'm just thinking about stuff, and so I just need it there, right. and I just love it so much. I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> see, because now I'm that person who goes. Eh, but- <laughs> What? I hate myself. That's the sound I make. I see him and I go, and I point. Oh. But it's not because I don't want him to bite his nails. It's because he will chew on like the corner. And like the, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you're hurting yourself. Yes, I know. It's a bad, disgusting thing. But you know what? I don't smoke. Well, I have gone through periods of my life where I've like picked at a scab on my head or something. Oh, and really? And made it bleed. See, if it was a scab on my arm, I, I wouldn't be able to. I had a family member who did that. I feel like the, it, it was like – I feel like the, it's a thing people do. It is a, a weird, thing, but bad I tick. never, ever so, was Oh, my God. That, the feeling of pulling so... a scab through the hair. That's disgusting. So good. It's Horrible. so Amazing. You are... Best thing ever. Oh, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. Shut have up. you? I swear to God. Like, I, I, I feel ill. And the more you pick – Stop. The, the other more, day I was okay. rubbing my head hoping that there was some yes! kind of a wound that I did not <laughs> know because or just it's a been bump. like a few what months. What is wrong with you guys? I don't know, but it's fun. Something severely wrong with me, but – and I know it, but I don't care. When you feel the pain, though, that's that that always turns my stomach a little bit. Yeah. Because the best thing about this thing we're talking about that I'm not going to say to – the best yeah. thing about it, I find, Gary, is that it doesn't hurt, but there's a, a satisfying sensation. There's a lot of satisfying sensations and things well, that happen. That, that's nails. Okay. Yes. That's nail biting. The same thing. Maybe I'll get into that. <laughs> Listen, you should really consider it, okay? I will. No, I'll... it's 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 – yeah, it's very satisfying. Okay. Um, Mark Temps, 59. I hate my job. 
When I see the boss's car in the lot, I give it the finger, but below where anyone can see, so I don't get fired. I like the pragmatic approach to this. Um, I don't actually do that. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. I don't hate my job. Yeah, you don't hate your job, right? Yeah. But um, even if I did, I don't. I don't think I would take it out on a car. Um, I've done the like grimace face to mm-hmm. people that I don't like. Um, when they turn around, just even if I'm not with someone, yeah. you know what I mean? Just like. Ugh. Like, I've done that, um, which is kind of like a fuck you uh, finger situation. But I think this is really fair. I think you should continue doing it. And um, I don't I don't uh, I don't do that. You know, Allison doesn't do it. But hey, yeah. go. You know what yeah, I did? You go. Which I did this on um, January 1st. I was on Facebook and there's a uh, woman who there was a job that I had and I left it. And then a woman replaced me and I don't like her I don't dislike her but it I still feel like wounded by the fact that she is now in this position that I used to be in even though I left but still oh, like my head doesn't regard it that my head doesn't perceive You're, it that way right. and for people listening there is some irony to the fact that I'm talking about this because there's a woman who used to have the job that I currently have um but anyway I'm not talking about that I'm talking about uh, the this old job. So anyway, I was looking at her Facebook page and like just looking at her and her with these people that I used to work with right. and all of that and just really kind of like torturing myself with this weird um, pushing on an old emotional bruise and just being like kind of almost in my Childish. head giving her the finger like that and just but then realizing like this is the most un-January 1st activity to engage in. <laughs> Like new leaf, new year, new me. But in, I'm going to in, um, like engage in this sort of bitter career uh, competition bullshit. Like I, I caught myself after spending so long clicking on everything on yeah. Facebook, like, and I don't know, I don't do a lot of that, on, especially not on Facebook. Um, but yeah, I just thought, what am I doing? Like, yeah, what am so I doing? Not worth. I couldn't your time. find anything to pick on my head. That's why. Okay. Well, we gotta just start biting your nails. <laughs> All right, go A R I Y M B F. I enjoy that there is even someone who has this Twitter name. Um, when I walk into a public uh, bathroom, when I have to crap and there's a lot of people, I pretend I came in to wash my hands and leave. I have done Wait, that. I walk into a public bathroom when I have to crap and there's a lot of pe- oh. I I don't pretend oh. I have to wash my hands, but I just I will make a game time decision and I'll think this is not the place for this. This is not the place. <laughs> Can't can no Game no can time. do yeah yeah no I think that's actually oh into the mic sorry I think that is really wise uh, this is a great technique mm-hmm. um, but you know I think in general you know a lot of people have trouble with the like public yeah you know what I mean like when it's a situation you got to do it and it's public I th- I mean is this a is this a man or a woman I'm assuming a man but I don't actually know I wish I knew yeah you know what I really can't handle what. Needing to use the bathroom, but it's a single stall and there's a line. What do you do? Because oh. you're not going to be that person who's going to go in and take your time. Similar conundrum, by yes. the way. That and is ugh. horrible. Mm-hmm. Horrible business. I actually, but, as I'm thinking about it, I'm just like relieved that I haven't been in that position lately. In a long time. Yeah, I don't like that either. I also, you know, sometimes when you'd go to auditions, um, there's a big bathroom issue where. You know, you're waiting in a waiting room with a bunch of girls who are up for the same thing you're up for, you yeah. know. And then maybe even a spattering of, like, dudes, you know, who are kind of, you know, they're going in for a different part. And 
I always got really offended at casting offices that had a bathroom with a thin door yeah. right next to everyone. And it's not nice because, first of all, you can't like – if you did have to relieve yourself in a major way, you'd be fucked. Mm. And then if you did want to, for instance, spend some time in there, maybe run your lines yes. or something, which is kind of embarrassing, you know, you're just in a situation where you lose-lose. And – you know, if somebody else just like laid one down in there and it already smells and then you go in and then like – No, the and then you got to give up, the disclaimer on yeah. your way out. It wasn't me. Yeah, like, exactly. Really? That for me is yeah. also horrible. Like if somebody just really seriously let one down and mm-hmm. then you're – you just have to pee or whatever or even wash your hands. And then you go in and you come out and it's like the girl who always gets the jobs more than you do or something. And you're like, I didn't right. – I just want to let you know because I know there's like a wave <laughs> of – you know, right, right. When, what do you up. make? This is this is not bathroom related. It's um, audition related. What do you make of those people who will just run their lines right in front of everyone else, not caring if anyone hears? I, Have you seen that before? All the time. And I always think oh, it's so different than I am. And also, you're doing this so like I don't know. I, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I don't. Funny. I don't like. I mean, part of me is just like. I wish I could just have the the balls to be like, oh, you're gonna do it like that. <laughs> uh, are you, oh, okay, you're doing it like that. Okay, no, um, but I, I that's really embarrassing to me. I would never. I do not do that. I'm not one of those people who. I, it might be insecurity thing. Like I just don't want to. Right. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be sitting there like and like it's this weird kind of like looks like you're talking to yourself. Yeah. People who do it really loud and kind of like. I think they want everyone else to hear. They want you to really. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. The whole auditioning, the psychology of auditions is, is insane. Hideous. Yes, horrible thing. Later, Hosen says, "Is it just me or everyone? After a friend gets a model of car that you've never noticed before, you start seeing them everywhere." I swear we've done that one before. Maybe not though. But did he ask you again or something? Um, I think I just think this one has come up, but maybe not. But I don't have that. But I do have the thing where when I'm suddenly aware of a word, I start hearing it all the time. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love those. I love when you learn a word and then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. But I don't like trendy internet words that well, people use. Well, who does? Yeah, who really does? Who likes awesome people just amaze fall prey balls. to them. You know, I hate amaze balls. Amaze balls. For I years, had a whole, I had a whole scene them. in my film about amaze balls. Really, I had to cut it. Oh, unfortunately, but it'll be on DVD extras. What? What? Check yeah. it out. Which this? The, and now that's in a world. In a world. Okay. And then Mark Temps fifty nine. Another bathroom one. Even though I live alone, I lock my bathroom door whenever I go or take a shower. Go to take a shower. <laughs> Love the show. Thank you. I don't. Do that. That's I leave funny. the door open sometimes when I'm alone just I, to be like, woohoo, I'm, I'm alone. alone. <laughs> no, you know what? I do have weird um, – you know, I, I have a little paranoia about being alone sometimes. Like I uh, will not lock the door but I definitely like close the door and I also have a pit bull. So like oh. I just make sure I'm like, hey, Margaret, can you like be on call right now in case like scary people come through the – I don't know, break in or something because I just – I'm going to have a vulnerable moment here because I'm mm-hmm. peeing or I'm taking a shower, you know. Does um, she know what you're asking of her? Yeah, she fu- she speaks English. So <laughs> she's she's fluent. Um, and she's about 100 and overweight. But she still does her, like, scary pit bull barking, you know. So, so I, anyway, I'm safe. And don't fucking come into my house mm-hmm. because I have a pit bull. I always – I was – 
think that having a big dog would make you feel a lot safer. It does. Literally anything happens like woof, woof. You know, I mean, that is an indicator. I mean, she doesn't over bark. She Mm -hmm. barks when it means like there's someone at the door. She's communicating. So it's a great thing to do, especially if you live alone and you're a lady or a dude if you're freaking out. How much do you think like having a little Yorkie or something would help? Not a lot. I, <laughs> I mean know. they're going to let you know someone's there but they're not going to do anything about I know. it. At least they... my, my dog will you know, give it a go. Right. It's not going to feel good. Right. She's I very th- protective. I think we need to play the closing Just Me or Everyone song. I did my podcast live at LA PodFest and my guests were Doug Benson and Greg Proops and they were disappointed that there weren't out like closing songs for the segments. Okay. So – they invented some, okay. and then here's like I a snippet wait. of the Greg Proops one. Is it me or is it everyone that has neurotic compulsions that compel them to tweet in the middle of the night when no one else is asleep? And yet I feel that Allison can totally relate to these neurotic fucking musings of mine. It's an endless song that starts again right now. Is it me or is it everyone? Wow. That's so good. It's, it didn't even feel like you made it up now. My I favorite believe part. It, it Thank you. Coming up. There's pudding and it scares me. There's lights and they're afraid. There's a chicken on my stoop and there's a robin in the yard and there's a fucking thing that happened the other day when I was in my car. It could use some tightening up. Listen, it's a little clunky, cut it again, but I think, it, I think it's got a real nice ring. Uh, you're onto something there. And and that, if you want to hear the whole episode that that was in, you can. Um, it's the it's a special bonus episode. It costs a dollar ninety nine, and you can get that on iTunes in the comedy album section nice. of iTunes. I had to plug that. Um, well. We're running out of time, but I sort of wanted. To, let's just talk about. Okay. Hey, go fuck yourself. Um, okay, great. I don't actually. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Thank you. I don't actually have one. I mean, I had some that I was considering because here's the thing. You have a dearth of hey, go fuck yourself? I know. It's weird, right? Weird. I know. Um, For a second, I confused dearth with surplus and I was like, oh, yeah, no. I get all sorts of shitty comments. (laughs) Believe me. Um, But you're saying dearth. Yeah. I, I did have some time over the break and occasionally I did look at the Facebook page for the Adam Carolla show. And so I found some contenders. Someone called me a nut-hugging yes girl, which I like the poetry of wow, that. Wow, that's very beautiful. Yeah. Um, but I don't. it doesn't feel like it, like it's really deserving of a – I mean it is deserving but I just don't want to do that one as a hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, but now you were saying that you had some thoughts on this. I mean I, I do because I think, you know, everybody's sort of, you know, false prey to the idea that there's a lot of nice things that are said on online, and if they're gonna, you know, if they're gonna at mention you mm-hmm. and deliberately reach out to you, then normally it's nice, right? Yes, but we normally. never ever ever remember that, and we mm-hmm. always remember the horrible things. Yes, like you know, uh, you're fucking ugly, but I could, I guess I'd take your tits or something, like, you know, like something gross like that. Is that what someone said? Someone to you? said that, yeah. Someone said that, and I was like, think. You know what you, Thank you need to say to that person? Go fuck yourself. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. But it's a weird thing where you've got, you know, somebody who's like, like in a way that's sort of, uh, that's sort of nice, that's sort of like really mean. Mm-hmm. That's like the kind of guy that like my, 
younger sisters need to date, you know, where it's like right. like the sugar and the dirt where you're like – not literally, by the way. I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying, which is that, you know, here's some asshole who's like, but you know, you got nice tits, yeah. you know, <laughs> like everything else. Is, right. You're fucking ugly, you know, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. This is reminding me. I think I yeah got one about how – I'm super annoying, but they'd like to like shoot a load in my face or something. Yeah, so right. you know what? To that person, say, I say, "Hey, hey, hey, go <gasps> fuck yourself." Yes. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. Wait, do it again. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Now we have two. I love it. Um, yeah, yeah. So no, it's really but hard. that stuff bothers you. They taught you know what? I absolutely hate it. I can't act like. You know, brush your shoulders off. I try, but it's it's totally you know. And, and I was saying, my friend Casey Wilson has this um, hilarious thing on Funny or Die, I think it is, where she just you know is like super bubbly and cute, and she she reads through a forum that is you know really bad comments uh, about her, and she you know sort of. Uh, derails by the end of it, but it's it's really. I need to go find that. It's really fun because it's kind of how I feel about it, which is it's really um, when people say nice things. I mean, it it is really cool, and you're like, hey, this is awesome. And sometimes at night, when you're an insomniac like myself, yeah, you're like, hey, look, people are out there, and you can say something, and they think that's funny, or they say something funny back, and you know, there's this banter, but on Twitter, but when someone deliberately at mentions you and and is truly mean. Mm. Uh, I find it really confusing. I, I'm just like I always want to say, you know, you just at mention, you know, I'm st- right. I, I've written before, like you know, I'm standing right here, right? Like, yeah, it, it's one thing to do it and just kind of say it out there because everyone's entitled to say, you know, but that, to at mention you, they want you to see they it. They want you to see it. Yeah, I, I, yes, and then you'll get. Well, what I got when I said that to someone was, um, I don't understand you. You know, you you put yourself out there in a very public way. Wouldn't you want to hear the nice things and the negative things? I'm like, I I'm okay without the negative ones. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> to think, be quite honest, and also I think people, if you're not in the um, entertainment industry at all, it is easy to forget that there's already so much negativity going on behind the scenes. You know, there's yeah. already so much rejection. Right. Constantly. Yes. That it's like, you know, from somebody who doesn't work in the industry, they might know, they might just be like, oh, you get all this praise, you do yeah. your thing, me, 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 you, you, right. you, whatever. Everyone loves you. Exactly. And you're then, right. No, you're right. You're right. I didn't even think about that because you read that comment you're, and then that instantly locks into the part of your head that didn't get the whatever thing you auditioned for and yeah. it's all just this like flashing or like, change yeah, careers like you feeling. pitched a show and it didn't go through and they didn't like you or, you know, and all the myriad of times yes. that you've gotten, you know, really personal no's, you know, yeah. and you do put yourself out there and yes, it's part of it. But, um, and I try to be as graceful as possible about it, but sometimes I'm like, that's just genuinely mean and I don't, um, I, I, I'm not even thinking of – I mean they're hideous. I've had hideous ones. Um, but then I've had also beautiful ones too. So I don't know. But yeah. it's – you know, it's so few. They just hurt. They do. They really hurt. Yeah. It's not nice. I, I just – to me what I react to is like I the – wow, the venom that's coming yeah. through this. And, and it's – yes, it's directed at me though it's not about me 
or it is about me, but it's not me, me. It's whatever. It's what they. Yeah, yeah. you know, they don't the, know me, but it's they still don't know like, personally that you're like yeah. a good person. You're just doing your thing, and you're following your dream, and it's hard sometimes. And a lot of people tell you no, and you know, yeah. um, you go home and have the same fucking problems and traffic, and uh, you couldn't find a parking spot. I mean, there's sa- the same shit that they're dealing with. Um, and paying bills, it's all yeah. the same stuff. It's just because there's also the assumption that like you're a millionaire or something, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, and there was a time I think in in the business where a lot of people who are on television were millionaires. Yeah, but that is not true, right? And hasn't been true for a bit. Like, it's you know, I was flying from New Orleans uh, the other day, literally like two days ago, and I was sat like in a you know, really tiny scene economy and like next to this girl and she was adorable and she was so excited because she like just like loves what happens in Vegas or something. You know, it was just happened to be like my one super fan. <laughs> she was the middle seat and she was so jazzed and totally confused why I was sitting there. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, I don't just like fly like private and first right. all the time, you know, um, and I think, um, you know, I think there's this assumption that that th- things are just all sugar coated out in Hollywood. You know, right? Like my jobs really suck. You know, I'm sure a lot of people's jobs suck. I think we have one of the cooler jobs in the mm-hmm. world, but it's not without payment. You know, right. it's not without punishment. So here, here. So to all those mean people out there, we say, Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Hey, hey. Go fuck yourself. I love both of them. Well, Maybe gosh. could you take the three that I did and then overlay them? Ooh. So that, so that I it's can sort of like have... a doo-wop kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're going to do that. Later. We'll do it. Um, right. Thank you so much thank for being you. on my show and talking about everything. Where can everyone find you and what should they be looking out for? Um, well, I'm on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, at Lake Bell. Super easy. Um, and, you know, I'm going down to Sundance. I'm going to be there for the whole time with my movie In a World and Children's Hospital, shooting Children's Hospital season five right now and directing and acting on that. And um, I don't know when that comes out, but uh, look out for that. And uh, oh, and I have a movie called Black Rock, which is not a comedy, uh, a thriller with Kate Bosworth, myself and Katie Aselton. And that comes out May 17th. So everyone look for all of that. And you can tweet me at Allison Rosen. You can follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Follow Gary at G. Patrick Smith. And you can email the show A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at AdamCarolla.com. And you can get that um, special bonus episode in the comedy album section of iTunes. I love you guys. And I'll talk to you next week. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Hope to 